Welcome back to the Grow Flow podcast, y'all, where we will bring you the best information, insights, and interviews to manage, scale, and grow your licensed cannabis business. My name is Joe Stolte, and I'm with Travis Steffen. And today, we're going to talk about a topic that doesn't get talked about enough. Very true. It's uncomfortable. Can it be. Is. Uh, but it's important. It is. And it is the topic of how do you fire employees? Mm -hmm. How do you let go of your staff? What's the right yeah. way to do it? What's the wrong way to do it? Uh, what are some lessons we've learned after you know over a decade mm -hmm. building, selling, growing businesses, cannabis or otherwise? But yeah. Let's yeah. Well, first, I mean, first and foremost, rewinding in my career, the first like a couple of years, I had the benefit of only being able to afford virtual freelancers. So it was very easy for me to kind of just phase out of ongoing work and I could avoid the process of having to learn how to do this well. Um, most people who are watching this, if you're licensees, you deal with people in person every day. So this is not necessarily something that you'll be able to, to skate around uh, like I did for a couple of years. But the biggest thing that I could say is just have guidelines of what employment looks like. If you're going to be here, you're doing these things. If you're not doing those things, you're not going to be here, making those things very well known early on and having ongoing conversations with your employees to, to make sure that they know what their performance standards are and if they're meeting them and if not, what to do. And then if it doesn't work out, then be humane. Those are the easy, easy ones off the top of my head. Yeah, like said another way, the best way to fire or terminate or layoff or furlough, whatever it is, the best way to part ways with a current team member, employee, staff member is to not wait until the last minute. Mm -hmm. It's to actually set all these things up in your business ahead of time so that uh, when it comes time to part ways, you know, you've got all your T's crossed and your I's dotted from a legal perspective. Because mm -hmm. there's two pieces that make terminating or letting go or parting ways with employees hard. Mm -hmm. Part of it is it's just a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's a hard thing to tell a staff member that I got to let you go, right? Um, it's also hard because every state and even federal laws have all, there's all these different rules you have to follow when you let people go. Yeah. And, you know, if you live in a state or a city that has like a lot more layers on, you have to be really careful about how you do this so you don't have an employee come back and sue you. Mm -hmm. So you don't break any state, local or federal laws, et cetera. So those are the two things. And so if you prepare in advance, it actually helps mitigate both yep. because let's say, and what, what do you mean by that? So like, when we have staff members come in place, we have like job scorecards that tell you like, this is the mission of the role. This is what an A player looks like in the role. And here's what your responsibilities are. Um, that helps for so many reasons because it gives the person the best chance to figure out how to succeed in their role, set expectations, et cetera. But also every 30 or 40 or 60 days, there's reviews. So right. you can check in and be like, hey, you're on point or you're off point. So by the time we get to, like, if it's a performance issue, by the time we get to the termination, it's like, like, they're not in mystery. There's no surprise. Yeah, there's no surprise there. Now, of course, when you have to lay people off because of things happen to your business, like, those are surprises. Those are surprises mm -hmm. for everybody. But yeah. again, like, it makes it easier if you have all your ducks in a row up front. Absolutely. And and even in moments like those, if you've treated people humanely and you've you've tracked performance over time, that conversation can be a little bit easier because you can say, look, this is either about performance 
or it's not about performance. If it's about performance, then, hey, um, we've talked about this a million different times. We put you on a performance improvement plan because we want to see you succeed. Um, and if those types of things aren't successful, then it is just a process of reading a script that's HR compliant to do exactly what you said, mitigate any risk of lawsuits. And at scale, as an employer, you're going to be sued yeah. without question. 100%. Whether there's merit to it or not doesn't really matter in many states. Like you're going to, that's why you have insurance. You'll probably settle for something small, uh, but you have a deductible to protect you. But it's going to happen at scale. Now, if you're a small company, it might never happen. But at scale, it'll happen. And it probably will happen several times. Um, so don't be scared of it. So don't be scared of it. Yeah. Just do the right things. Log everything that you do. Uh, make sure that you're following your policies for one person and for everyone uh, across the board so there's no special treatment and no one can point to that. And make sure that when you're coaching and giving feedback and things like that, you're always logging those interactions as much as you possibly can so that when someone comes out of the woodwork, you've got a fair amount of evidence to back your claim and that it should reduce the likelihood that you'll have to settle for an amount that you're not comfortable with. Yeah, 100%. Now, but you said performance improvement plans. Right, performance right. improvement plans. So that's Unpack like, those. It's, a, it's essentially an itemized plan of if someone is underperforming and they've received feedback and they're still underperforming, it's basically a time-boxed window where specific milestones have to be met or the employee already knows that it will result in termination. Um, and like basically using that sort of thing as a tool, you put all the power in the hands of the team member. You put their fate in their own hands and you see what they can deliver because now they know you have to do X, Y, or Z or you can't work here anymore because that's what the job requires. And it feels uncomfortable to think about that, but it's so much easier if, if you have to make that change um, to have had these types of things in place so that there's no just co like crazy explosion on the day and then you're getting negative glass door reviews that prevent you from hiring great talent in the future and et cetera, et cetera. Now you still might get those. Anytime you fire someone, they're going to have feelings or at least a percentage of employees will have feelings. Some will be super professional. Some will be the exact opposite. But in, in any case, you're giving them every opportunity to succeed. Yeah. And if if all you took from this was like, hey, be prepared. And the one thing you did to be prepared was have a performance improvement plan in place. So when right. someone's like not performing, you, you put the plan in place to be like, hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And if you don't, then we're going to let you go. Yeah. I 30 mean, days or and, 45 days, whatever the window is. And then when it comes time to have that conversation, you can just look back and be like, yep, you did it. Great. Now let's keep doing a good job. Or hey, man, it didn't work out. So like we got to let you go. An easy way to think about performance improvement plan is, so Reed Hastings, CEO of Netflix, has a very clear way to explain this. It always drives him crazy to hear when employees talk about themselves as a family. Because family is about unconditional love, right? But as a, as a company, it's not about unconditional love. It's about you're here for performance to do a job and we can be friends and things like that also. Uh, but first and foremost, like this is a meritocracy. So um, he likens it more to a professional sports team where you've got like you've earned your spot every day and you have to perform on the field in order to continue to make your salary. And if you don't do that, then there'll be things that potentially happen like a version of a performance improvement plan. You sit down with your coach and learn where you're screwing up. I mean, I do that every day in film sessions. In, in professional sports. 
So if you think through that lens, we're like, this isn't a family. You can be very nice to each other and things like that and enjoy each other's company. But this, at the end of the day, is a professional sports team and performance matters. Then this whole process becomes a lot more clear. Yeah, 100 percent. A couple more things you mentioned. Be professional. Mm. So the way that I like to think about this is part of it is like, don't break the law and don't be a dick. Yes. Right. Perfect. Perfect way to sum it up. Yeah. So uh, talk more about what it looks like to be professional, like be be professional, but like human professional. Yes. Not like office space. We're putting Milton in the basement with the red stapler. That's, you know, which is neither human, but it's like sort of politically correct professional. So there's like a line you have to walk there. So talk more about that. Right. Right. So, uh, I mean, and we've had to let people go in our career for several reasons across several companies. Um, sometimes it's for performance. Sometimes it's for financial reasons. It, it kind of just depends. And that's like the path of being an entrepreneur, but the parallel across all those is, you know, and it's, it's easier if you have been on the other side of it before, um, because you remember how you felt in those moments. And so if you think about like, as a human being, I need to be empathetic during what's probably a, a really scary time for this person and a time full, full of a lot of uncertainty, being able to paint very clearly, like, Hey, this is what's happening today. Um, Here are all the things that you need to know. Do you have any questions? You've got HR on the line. You've got us on the line, et cetera. Um, And answering those questions and know in advance that they're going to have feelings. Don't take it personally and just be kind in in those moments. There's no reason not to. You're making the decision that you have to make. You followed your script to comply with laws and then take an opportunity to be human and, and, you know, you don't have to bash them on their way out the door or anything like that, even if they didn't necessarily live up to what their potential might have been that day. Or, you know, there's a there's a potential there's a possibility of maybe they were mismanaged or maybe they maybe something else happened. But at the end of the day, it's not working out. Be factual, be direct, but remember that it's a tough moment for them and be empathetic. Oh, 100 percent, especially in this industry. It's so small. Right. Like I started my career in management consulting and they have mm-hmm. these big firms like McKinsey. They have these things like an up or out policy, mm-hmm. which is like you get promoted and you're going up in your career or you're you're going to be coached out. Yeah. But what happens is a lot of people that get coached out become general managers and CEOs. They become clients. Right. Right. Uh, and some of that's by design. So they take care of people on the way out, even when they're not performing. The, the, the perspective isn't like, hey, you're screwing up, therefore... I'm so frustrated with you. I hate you. Get out of here. It's more like clearly you've outlived your your purpose, like the alignment of your purpose and where we're at of the company have somehow gotten misaligned. So you're not a fit here, so we got to let you go. If you need help finding another job, we'll help you, but we wish you well. Like the whole posture is just like, it's almost like we know we're going to see you in 30 days somewhere, probably at a client. Yep. Um, so we're going to take care of you, even if it's like a negligent, fireable offense. Right. They still treat them like humans. They still treat them like professionals because they know that they're going to see them in the industry at some point. So I can't tell you how many times, you know, our customers uh, have let people go and they just show up at a competitor on the street or they right. show up for, you know, a buyer or a supplier. So there's a lot of like baked in incentive to just like, and just be good to people. Like, right. Don't break the law. Don't be a dick, but be mm-hmm. professional and just take care of people because, you know, it's it's not like the way that I like to think about it is it's like two planets that like were two somethings in a solar system, right? They're they're sort of aligned for a season, 
But if they're like one millimeter off, that the orbit will take them incredibly far apart, but it'll always bring them back together. Yeah. But when they come back together, they're they're different objects. They're different sets of mass. Yeah. Right? So like it's the same thing with humans. Like for sure, when we part ways with staff, like for sure we're going to encounter them again in the marketplace somewhere. That's the assumption we should make. Mm-hmm. So just take care of them because everything impacts everything else, and they're going to come back. The way that I try to think about it is um, when we have to make a move like this how can I act in this moment so that if this person runs into a prospective customer three months from now, will they speak highly of us and refer that person to us or will they tell them to go to our competitor? Um, And if we can act in a way that would still have that person harbor good feelings towards the company, um, then we've done our jobs right in those moments. Yeah, 100%. Um, As always, if you are thinking about having to fire somebody or if you want to get ahead of the game and you want to understand how to put some of these things in your business in place uh of course reach out to us podcast at growflow.com uh we've got we've developed all our sops all these templates all this stuff we can just share it with you so you don't have to recreate the wheel Uh, again our mission is to be the most helpful company in cannabis and this is just part of how we do it any final thoughts uh this is we're in a society today that sprints away from uncomfortable situations this is one of the most uncomfortable situations that you'll run into as an entrepreneur, uh, regardless of the industry that you're in. But sometimes doing what's right it's not, is not what's easy. So in these moments, like management sometimes requires you to not be friends. Like if many of you are parents, sometimes you have to be a parent and your child won't like the decision that you make on their behalf. Um, you know, it's, it's important to remember that sometimes the hard decision and the scary decision and the uncomfortable decision is also the right decision. So in those moments, you're, you're actually going to grow way more through doing the right thing. Um, and if you've had this sneaking suspicion that this person is not right for your company for one reason or another for a period of time, chances are you're right. You know, So that's, that's probably something is preventing you. Some sort of wanting to shy away from conflict or, or discomfort is preventing you from making the right decision. I would just urge you to reconsider. Yeah, that's right. Conflicts are divine. You learn, you grow, you get better, you get shaped. Awesome. We were super appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, as always, make sure that you give us a review and uh, share this with somebody that needs to hear it so that we can help more people. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much. 